Grant Williams has been traded to Dallas. The Celtics get back nothing. Actually, a couple of draft picks. What is Brad Stevens doing? What does this mean for the Celtics moving forward? We're going to try to break it all down right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rainy J's, how it started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every Monday through Friday with a free, fresh podcast drop directly to your device, you subscribers, you everydayers. All you got to do is open up your favorite podcasting app, click subscribe. The show gets dropped right to your device when it is published. Hit the YouTube page, ring the bell, hop into the comment section, get uh, notified when the uh, video drops there. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I used to play Once Upon a Time. Today's podcast, all about Grant Williams, who was traded in a sign-and-trade to Dallas. The Celtics got back second-round picks and a traded player exception. So let's let's try to figure out exactly what is happening here. We're bringing back our buddy, my hey. good friend, Tom Westerholm. Tom, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I uh, that was that was the closest I've ever come to being introduced, like Eddie Palladino, like uh, like Tom, like I like that. So, uh, <laughs> let's let's try to let's try to let's try to add to that next time. I'm I'm yes yeah. ending here. Let's uh, let's draw this. Thing yeah, out. let's get in just one big. How would we do that, Tom Westerholm? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, hey. what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got that that Wester. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. I'll do. I'll do. Uh, uh, like like you just hit. Uh, a three-pointer or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know who's not hitting three-pointers for the Boston Celtics anymore? It's Grant Williams. It is. Uh, Grant Williams, sign and trade to Dallas. Uh, it's a three-team deal. San Antonio picks up Reggie Bullock in the in the thing, in, in this whole thing. Uh, and an unprotected pick swap down the road in like four or five years or whatever it is. Right. That's a, that's a 20 oh 2030 so it's <laughs> 6 years down the line. Uh Victor Wembanyama's son is really what they're uh, going to Right, right. So the Spurs come in, they pick up they 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 park a salary in their cap space. They get a, an unprotected first round pick basically in 6 years from now when Dallas is going to completely implode. Uh and the Celtics get two second round picks in 2024 in 2028 and they get a second round pick swap in uh, what, a, what, what a phrase <laughs> like we are in the world where there are second round pick swaps yes. now second round picks i've been saying on the podcast second round picks are, are have become increasingly valuable and yeah. now yeah. now now a team they're not even giving up their their second round pick they're now swapping so whatever um Initial reactions, Tom, to this this trade where Grant Williams is, is out the door for second round picks. Well, uh, I mean, well, look. And, uh, by the way, I should say a six million dollar, approximately yes. traded player exception. Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, my, my initial reaction to it was just like, you know, we know what Brad wants to do here, right? We know he's been restocking these cupboards. We know um, that like these second round picks, like all those, those are nice little pieces that you can throw into trades. And, you know, like it doesn't feel like much coming back for Grant. Um, but I think there was What's a report, I, but I, but I, I do believe, I think it was, I think it was either today, yesterday, the day before, I don't know, all, all days are the same at this point, but they, um, th- it sounded like the Celtics were gunning for one first round pick for Grant. And that's, like almost inevitably the thing that you're gunning for take your expectations down at least one big step and you might get it for the, you know, in terms of draft compensation. So like, you know, the Celtics are looking for one pick for grant. Yeah. You're probably getting second round picks if that's, you know, kind of where you're going with that. Um, you know, other initial reactions, like good for grant, you know, like I think sure. Like, I, I have always liked Grant Williams. Like, you know, every, every dealing I ever had with Grant Williams, he was, uh, he talks too fast. He was a nightmare to, tra- to transcribe, but uh, he was <laughs> yes. a, uh, like, just, I, okay, like, honestly, him and Kyrie, probably the two worst dudes to transcribe. Oh, Kyrie was the worst. Cause he, Kyrie, cause he talked fast and his, his thoughts never lined up with each other. Grant just, like, just talked too fast, like, just crammed way too many words in. Yeah. Uh, but a nice guy, you know, just like a, like a, like a, a pretty good dude. Um, you know, always, always helpful, always, uh, you know, like, like always willing to talk about himself or other people. I think it was, uh, I think Jay King pointed that out. I think that's really well said, like, you know, yeah. yeah like whatever you, uh, whatever you need, Grant will give you something for it. So, um, yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, this is life changing money for him, man. This is a, this is a big old contract for that guy. Yeah, so, man. So, so that, that's cool. And I think he'll be good in Dallas. Like, I think, you know, he'll be walking into a situation where he'll be probably a starter, if not a starter than a very high rotation player. Like, you know, he wasn't probably going to get those minutes. I think, I think this trade indicates that, you know, like he, you know, he just probably wasn't going to have the opportunities in Boston that he's going to have in Dallas. So, um, yeah, I mean, all around, like, I, I think, it didn't feel like Grant was coming back as soon as the Celtics traded for Porzingis. Like that just felt like, um, you know, like I, I know there'd been rumblings that, Oh, maybe they'll keep him, but just kind of yeah. felt like a deal at that point. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's going to a situation that I think should work out pretty well for him. So I found it interesting. Adam Himmelsbach and his, his write up here says uh, a league source said Wednesday night that Boston did have interest in bringing back Williams but that Stevens considered the players' wishes to go to a team that could offer more playing time when agreeing to the sign and trade, and that's a big that's a big thing here because yeah. one of and one thing I wrote in uh, on the Boston Sports Journal piece that I that I did it felt like Joe Missoula had a hand either directly or indirectly in this deal because we saw inexplicably to me how Grant kind of fell into deep doghouse territory. Yeah. And okay. So it, initially I thought, okay, you, you, you're sending a little bit of a message. It just, he never went back to Grant in a meaningful way, not soon enough. So it felt like it, I, I see accusations of, well, the Celtics are starting to get cheap, which they're not. The, the, yes. This, this deal saves them. And I think salary and taxes, $40 million. So that 12 million that he had, plus the, the luxury tax and all that, it's a, it's an overall $40 million savings, which that's significant. It is. But would they have spent it 
if Joe Missoula would have said, yeah, I, I can see Grant playing 30 minutes a game next year. If he had said that, I feel like Grant would have been back yeah. at least for one more year. I think that's right. But if but be, it, I think Brad Stevens kind of was like, hey, are, are you going to play him or not? And if he's saying like, mm, we'll see, then you know what? We're not going to spend $40 million in salary and taxes for a guy that's that's not going to contribute. It's like, it's not, you're not Steve Ballmer. You're not the uh, um, the Lakeup family in you know San Francisco. The Celtics can't afford to just say, fine, what? He's good. He'll be a depth piece. However, however often they go to him, they go to him. This is all right. We'll, we'll spend forty million dollars in salary and tax, but you better play with them. You better use them. We're not. It's a parent telling a kid, you're, "We're not buying you this toy if it's just going to sit there. You're going to you're going to use it once, and it's going to sit there in the corner." So yeah. no, we're not going to give it to you. I think that is a big reason why Grant's not here. Yeah, we'll invest this money, but we're not going to waste it. Like, we're not going to just kind of sure. throw it away. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's right. And I mean, like, I think, you know, when you kind of look at the Celtics' big rotation, like, part of the appeal of Grant is that you can go super small with him if you need to, right? Is that he's, right. like, strong enough. And, and it just, Celtics have three centers now, all of whom, like, you know, are going to be getting significant minutes. Like, as much as having as much as going small ball five with Grant, yeah, like that's something you could do. You can go small ball five with other guys on 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 this roster if you want to get really creative with it, right? Like if you want, you, you've you've got guys who can defend multiple positions. You've got, um, you know, you, you've got a lot of the things that Grant can do. Um, so yeah, you're not gonna like like I said, you're not gonna throw the money away. Um, I, I think I, I'm sure we'll get into this. Uh, I, I, there, I think there's gonna be reasons the Celtics do miss Grant, but um, I, I do think that they can certainly replicate most of the things that he does using other guys on the roster. So if, so yeah, like you said, you go to Joe, you say, is he going to be like a big time rotation player? Joe goes either no or eh, it's yeah. Then it's just not going to be worth it for you. We'll get more into this deal. We're still processing this. It's uh, it's early. It's going to be an early release for the podcast. We're going to, so, so right now what's coming up next can't tell you necessarily exactly other than more analysis of this deal. <laughs> I'm supposed to have something concrete, but you know what? I guess what are they losing? What are they losing without Grant? Uh, we'll talk about that next. First, today's show is brought to you by Better Help. You know me, I'm a big proponent of therapy. I think therapy is very helpful and it's it's helpful for everybody. Uh, however, I do understand that it's very difficult where you live. Uh, should not preclude you from getting a good therapist. And I know a lot of people will say, well, I can't go to one of the people around the corner from me because it's not in my insurance or whatever. There's a ton of excuses. Now with BetterHelp, there are no more excuses. This is a great opportunity for you to hop on a video chat, on a text, on a call with a licensed therapist. No matter what you're trying to do or you're trying to overcome a long-standing obstacle? Are you trying to just get through a stressful time in your life? Do you just want to talk about something with somebody to get something off your chest? Anything that you need to do. And I, like I said, I've benefited from therapy uh, a lot. So I understand the need. Uh, if you want to start, you can go to BetterHelp, betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. 
you're going to get 10% off your first month. You get yourself a licensed therapist. And this is an important thing. If you don't like the therapist, you can switch anytime and there's no extra charge. So it's a great way to get yourself started, to find yourself somebody you can connect with, find yourself somebody that is on your wavelength that understands you. And that's where you're going to get the most out of it. So give better help a try. Let therapy be your map with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash lockdown NBA today. You get 10% off your first month. That's better help. H E L P.com slash lockdown NBA. I want to thank you for making lockdown Celtics. Your first listen every day. Uh, why not make lockdown NBA your second listen? Lockdown NBA is going to get you all caught up. There's giving a national perspective on this Grant Williams deal. I'm sure you're going to hear from uh, the Dallas perspective and all of that. So let's get more into this. this I, I wrote a column. I did a podcast saying, bring back Grant. Bring back Grant. Just do it. Don't worry about the second apron. This is the year to, I understand the need to, you know, you don't want to limit yourself. I, I guess I, I, what I did when I said, just do what you got to do is I ignored Brad Stevens propensity for flexibility. He just is not going to put himself in a bind. He's always going to find the absolute maximum flexibility that he can get out of a situation. So if, if Grant's not coming back and the Celtics, you know, aren't going to use him and all of that stuff, flexibility, you're going to stay below that second uh, apron. They're going to find a way to stay below there. They're not going to play with the, all of the restrictions, even, even though the, the most uh, restrictive of those aren't coming until next summer. They're just, they're just not going to, they're not going to mess with that right now. So I think the Celtics are this, this move makes the Celtics feel more unfinished than before. And I felt like they were unfinished before. Uh, you've lost now Marcus Smart, which even if you are one of those people who's saying, yeah, great, you lost, we need to move on from Marcus Smart. There is a certain like grit level that he, he does take with him. Certainly. Grant is a versatile guy. That's a tough loss off the bench. I don't care what Missoula thinks or how he plays him. That's a, that is a loss. And it's not a type of guy that you're going to replace very easily. So there's got to be something, Tom, coming next. I mean, I would think so. I think when you talk about the things you're losing with Grant, it's like not only are you losing, you know, like the, like a little bit of three-point shooting, like the versatility, all that stuff. Like really think back to like who's going to guard Giannis now, right? Like who like, – yeah. you might have to face that guy in a playoff series. And – Man, like Al Horford's really good at it, but like if if you face Giannis in a playoff series, like Al Horford, I think he's what he's, he'll be thirty seven by then. Thirty, like so yeah, he he just turned thirty. I'll look it up. He, his birthday's in June. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So he I just mean, turned. Oh, uh, he's thirty six, thirty seven, or thirty eight. I don't remember which one it is, but he's you know 37. he's thirty seven. So he'll okay. be he'll be thirty eight if the Celtics go to the finals. He'll be yeah. 38 in the finals. So if you're facing the Bucks in the you know in the Eastern Conference Finals, he's almost 38. Almost you're 30. saying you're saying to an almost 38 year old, I need you to stop this freight train at like after a long, grueling regular season and playoff run. 
that's a tough loss. Like that's that that is that you know that letting Grant go is letting go of the guy who really bothers Giannis. You know he does. He's done it a bunch of times. You know he's done it repeatedly. He's done it during the playoffs. He's guarded Kevin Durant during the playoffs. Like this is that like yeah like you you get all these all these savings and all this stuff and you're you're preparing for next year and all that stuff is great. Um, but you're losing a guy who brings a lot of value in his own right and uh, can be asked to do a lot of things. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. I, I mean, it does feel like something else has to be coming down the pike here because, um, you know, the, like, I think, you know, I, I'm high on Sam Hauser. I've been high on Sam Hauser on this yeah, podcast yeah. many times, very repeatedly. Sure. But like your forward rotation now, uh, you know, behind the Jays is Hauser, O'Shea Brissett. Like, yeah, it's tough. That, that's not a lot. So I feel like there's a couple of things here as I'm like, you're talking and I'm trying to picture how would, how would they defend Milwaukee? How, how are they going to defend? It's they're not going to be able to do what they've done with Horford. I either, either Horford basically gets a pass in the regular season plays no more than 20 minutes a game, still doesn't play back-to-backs. It's Porzingis and Robert Williams, and that's it. And Horford is basically your third big. And you ramp up Horford in March and April to get him ready for some playoff minutes, and you just say, you're you're our playoff guy. You're our guy. We're just putting you in bubble wrap for April, May, June. That That's one way to do it. But, and that way, by the way, puts a lot of pressure on Porzingis and Rob to stay healthy all year. So yes, here's hoping. So, so that's that, and that's tough. That's two guys who don't normally stay healthy. Yeah. So you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, the other thing is that they're either going to have to play just a traditional drop coverage and hope that the length from Porzingis and the shot blocking ability from Rob. Is just going to be enough. They're just going to play drop coverage, and you just got to be good enough. You got to play it to a point where it, you're not giving up walk-in jump shots. Um, you're giving up those mid-range shots, and you're living with the mid-range shots and all that stuff, and, and, and that might be fine. Maybe that works too. Or, and this is on the coaching, you you got you to gotta get creative. There's going to have to be some level of, all right, what happens when our our more limited options don't work? So do you go against Milwaukee? Let's play a 2-3 zone and just play Jalen, Jason, Rob, Porzingis, and Al. And just trees at the rim. You're not getting to the rim, Giannis. It's nothing but just big, long arms. Good luck. We're forcing you all to be jump shooters. Uh, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to bury Boston with three pointers. It's it, it'd be an, a very interesting look. Damn, no one's getting to the rim against that lineup. Uh, but but even if that's not the answer, the point is, the more versatility you take off the roster, and that's Marcus Smart, very versatile guy, can guard one through five. Grant Williams can guard basically three through five and switch onto one, two, to varying degrees of effectiveness, but isn't a complete like, oh crap, we're screwed if he right. does that, right? Right. right? So 
you're switching that big, rangy, switchy Celtics defense. It's gone. That's yeah. gone. They're not a switching defense anymore. They can't. Who's switching? You, there's nobody left to switch. Derek White's too small to switch beyond one, two. Your your switchy guys are your two stars, and you don't want to tax them too too much. You get a bunch of bigs. This is yeah. gonna have to be a different kind of uh, a different kind of of defense. It is, and you know who? I mean, we just said it, but like you know who gets a lot of pressure from this is Robert Williams because like. Marcus Smart was the defensive player of the year, right? Like yeah. this, this team was a monster defensive team under Ime Udoka. Like Rob now has to be the anchor of the defense. Like there's not going to be a guard barking out all the instructions anymore. There's not going to be like, you know, That's a right. super, a superstar defender. Like this is now like, this is a lot for Rob. This is going to be like, he, you know, like, Okay, you were a you know all NBA you know defensive player in the past. Yep. Like, you need to do it again, and it needs to get be even better this time. And there's going to be more responsibility on you this time. Um, and it's not it's not so much that losing Grant does that. It's it's like what you're saying. They're not that same big switchy team. They're not that same big physical team that just kind of like just pounded you on the defensive end. Like, it's it's got to be a little more individually driven now. Jason Tatum yep. is a excellent defender he's got to be excellent this year Derek White is an excellent defender he's got to be excellent this year Robert Williams needs to be a cornerstone defender and he needs to be healthy mm -hmm. long enough to do that so yeah it's a I, I think more than anything like this the the way the Celtics have gone this offseason defensively um is gonna is gonna land I think a lot on his shoulders um assuming assuming he's healthy and the Celtics definitely better hope that he's healthy Whew, boy this is, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm struggling to see how the Celtics got better. And that, yeah. that leaves, that leads me to another question, which I'll get to in just a second. First, I just want to remind everybody that the lockdown Celtics podcast still five days a week, Monday through Friday, uh, unless something happens over the weekend, I'll back to doing a mailbag Monday next week. So John slash mailbag. I'll answer your questions, get you ready to start the week on a, on a good note. And uh, then you go from there. Uh, whatever happens, we'll we'll start doing more reviews and stuff. Uh, there's a lot to talk about now. New ele elements to this team. And and look, Tom, when I say this team feels incomplete, like, there there has to be another another element here. You, Brad's gotten now what six six second round picks. He traded down in the draft and got five picks, one player and four outright picks uh, in the second round. They picked up two more second rounders here. So it's six plus a second, uh, second round swap. Plus they have all their own picks. Plus they do have some incoming picks, you know, elsewhere. They have a ton. They have a ton of draft picks at their disposal. Now, I don't know what kind of player packages they could put together. They got that traded player exception. Do you think the Celtics – I don't know where they go from here this summer, but there, there is a possibility. There is something somewhere this summer that they can do. I just don't know what it is. Or do you say, okay, we, we just need to make one more signing because you need to get to 14. Yeah. They're at 13 right now. You make one more signing, you get to 14, and then you just head into the trade deadline – 
you know, you go from December 15th through February and you say, all right, what works, what doesn't let's try to make a deal mid season rather than put, put that next step. Now you say, all right, well, let's kind of figure out where the weaknesses really are and address that during the season. Yeah. I think you could kind of, I don't want to call it spin it that way, but like that, you know, that you could see that being the argument. If you do that, I think there are some, I mean, I think there's some holes here. Like, I think that this, like, you know, I, I mean, I, I do think it's possible that Brad got all these second round picks because that will give him more flexibility in the draft. That'll give him the ability to kind of move around a little bit that he's just, like we said, just kind of restocking the cupboards and Hey, second rounders are useful. You can sign them to cheap contracts or two way deals if you want, like all this stuff. Right. I do think that that's possible, but like if, if that's your plan, I, I mean, you, you don't have like, like you're putting a lot, again, you're putting a lot of pressure on guys who haven't had that pressure applied before. Like, Peyton Pritchard, congrats. You're a rotation player now. Like, you yes. have a major role on this team. I hope you're ready. Um, you know, Sam Hauser, you better be ready, my man. Like, O'Shea yeah. Brissett, like, you better be ready. Like, these guys, like, like Sam Hauser, you can't go cold again. Like, you can't have a 28% yeah. month. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. So, I mean, look, I, I think it's certainly possible that the Celtics are just kind of you know, gonna, gonna, gonna sit tight the rest of the, the, the rest of the off season. Um, you know, and, and I mean, look, it, like we don't, it, it, I feel like we're in a weird spot with second round picks right now where we don't necessarily know what they would acquire for you. Right. Like, like if you, if you packaged, like we kind of know what, you know, four yeah. first, four first round picks, you might get a star three first round picks. You could get like a pretty decent player, you know, one or two, you're still probably getting like a pretty, pretty solid rotation guy second round picks i just don't know how you bundle those up and like what you get for them at this stage so like that's kind of a weird one and then also if you're the celtics i think the other thing that that that, that confuses me a little bit about this trade is like like okay reggie bullock is a free agent after this year right is he not a, like a guy that you could potentially have used this year like he shot like 38 percent. you would you like i don't know it's I, I, the more we talk on this pod, the more questions I have about this deal. Like I, I thought I yeah. had a pretty good sense of it going in, but now I'm just kind of like, man, this is a weird one. It is a weird one. It is a weird one. And it's, it's tough to figure out what the, I, I feel like this is just the final picture will explain where we are right now. Right. It's where it's too early. We're trying to figure out what, what the movie means in the middle of the movie. Okay. And I just don't know that it, there just has to be more. I also think that maybe well, just, to, just to use that analogy before we move too far past that analogy. So we're hoping that this is knives out, not lost season one is kind of like where we're, we're at. If you say thing. so. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen neither. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I assume somebody okay. listening will have seen one or the other. So I'm going to assume that that was an awesome analogy. Thanks, and, man. Yeah, I'm taking the, with it. I'm I'm taking the analogy man belt Hold for uh, for today. Let let's let's try that again. Let's try that again. Give me the give me the line again. I'll say uh, we're hoping that the Celtics offseason or th that, that where we're at right now is knives out where it will resolve itself later in a satisfying way, as opposed to lost season one, where uh you thought it was gonna resolve and you were hoping it was gonna resolve and then it just never did. Ah, perfect. Exactly. Thanks, yes, Tom. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, 
I'm you know, if you just did all that other stuff, maybe I would have just rolled with it in the first place. Uh, maybe, Tom, maybe this is what the league intended for this, this new CBA to do. Maybe this is yeah. just what the league wanted. We've been saying it from the beginning. I did multiple podcasts with Keith Smith. People have been doing podcasts. I've been listening to a million of them with, uh, you know, other CBA, you know, experts. And the whole, I think, overarching theme has been parody. The, 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 the league wants to take away good players from good teams and put them on other teams that are maybe in the middle. This is maybe a perfect example of what the new collective bargaining agreement was intended to do. The Boston Celtics, a loaded roster, you know, I think there you can say that their their roster was pretty loaded, generally speaking, heading into the offseason. Um, they're one of the favorites. They're the betting favorite on FanDuel. At least they they started the day that way. And then you got the Mavericks, who you know have struggled, you know, despite having Luca and all this other stuff. Uh, and here they are with some money to spend. The Celtics are an expensive team. And they say, you know, we, we have to make a decision. We have to make a financial decision that we wouldn't have made in the last collective bargaining agreement. Under the last deal, if this happened a year ago, we wouldn't be talking about a trade like this. Right. They would have just matched Grant Williams. They would have just signed him. They would have paid a little more in luxury taxes. And that would have been the end of it. Right. And it wouldn't have been 40 million. It would have been whatever it is. They just would have said, hey, we're paying it. We're rolling with it. Not a big deal. But now the new CBA comes in and it's it's like, hey, not only are you expensive, we're taking away options for you. We're taking away ways to, to build your team. We're making it harder to adjust flexibility, like I said, with Brad Stevens. We're making all of that stuff more difficult. So here's Grant Williams, a good player who can be your seventh man or sixth man or hell starter, like you said before, on some teams very viable not like you're not a, it's not a reach to say that and the Celtics say we can't we just can't put ourselves in that position so here you go Dallas Grant Williams and you get back three second round picks two of them outright and one picks that's it that's it that's what the new CBA is meant to do sorry Boston sorry Milwaukee and Phoenix and all these other teams. Either you're well, going Milwaukee. Milwaukee yourself. kept their guys, so not that sorry for Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, but they're but they they didn't keep everybody. Right, they, you right, know, right, right. And and how long are they going to keep them? For sure. That's that's going to be the question. This is like a last gasp. I wanted Boston to do what Milwaukee did, and they instead chose to go a different direction. It cost them Grant Williams, and it yeah. it may it may work out. Because I think there's another knives out move to be made. But, you know, right now in this moment, July 5th, I don't know what that is right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I th And I think this is tangentially related, but I also think it, it's tough for this. It's a tough hit for the Celtics too. like just aesthetically, you know, the, the CBA is trying to prevent these super teams, but like. And, you know, like, and like, and, and trying to promote parody, you know, the Celtics, like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, 
Grant Williams, Robert Williams. These are all guys they drafted, you know, and like to lose smart and and uh, Grant Williams the way they're losing them. I mean, the CBA is breaking up a team whose core was mostly built via the draft. Yes. Like that's that's that's, that's the a, hard part. That's a tough thing, man. Like that that like you got all this homegrown talent that that you went out and drafted and it wasn't like they only had lottery picks. Two of those guys were lottery picks. Uh well, Smart was too, I guess. But like, you know, you get Rob at the end of the first round, you get Grant, you know, in the 20s like like don't, that's good scouting. That's that's good team building and yeah, yeah, you, you did it a little too good, guys, because now you you don't get to keep some of your good players. That's that's a tough that, hit. That that is a tough hit, and that that's one of the criticisms of this new CBA is that they're they're sitting there saying the owners, the 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 league, they're reacting to they they reacted to the Warriors. They basically yeah. reacted to the Warriors. Sure, and that's a team that. Yeah, you not only have the homegrown talent, but they've been able through mid-level exceptions to say, we're going to keep adding talent to that. And, and they've been lucky. They've been able to yeah. keep the, the guys that they have. Okay, fine. That That's an outlier. But, okay. A significant outlier. We shouldn't downplay what an outlier the Warriors were either because it was like injuries made guys underpaid, which like brought, you know, like which gave yeah. opportunities to do other things. That was... That was a lightning in a bottle, once in a lifetime type thing. Yeah, and and so here we are with this with yeah. this new deal. And I think teams just said, "Well, we don't want you to be able to buy your way into uh, you know being at the top of the league for for way too long." Everybody wants a shot, but the problem is, I don't know that they must have thought it through because they're all smart people. They just might not. They just don't care that it's homegrown talent it whatever it is it is you have to you have to make the decisions like congratulations for drafting these players maybe that's a punishment maybe what they don't want is OKC you know I know OKC probably pushed for a certain change but they don't want you to just keep tanking 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 draft 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 and then all of a sudden hey you're great you they they want to make sure that the the bad teams, are are struggling a little bit too. They they put that salary floor rule in. You got to spend ninety percent of the cap. Um, if if you have an expensive team, it's just whatever. It's indiscriminate. So the whole point of this CBA is to put everybody in the meat grinder. No one stays on top for too long. No one stays on the bottom for too long. Everybody just kind of cranks along in the middle, and then it just spits out. It's like the little lottery game. You know, all yeah. the balls are bouncing around, and each year you go. Oop, and the number comes up and you go, okay, today, this year, the Celtics, the Mavericks, the, you know, the Pacers and the Lakers are our contenders. And then that just kind of holds for a couple of years. And then everybody goes into the lottery again and, and new balls come out. That's what the CBA is meant to do. And that's what we got to get used to. It's just going to be a big churn of your contender. Nope. Now you're not anymore. Wait, now you're a contender again. And it, it's it's breakneck speed and, and maybe fans will take to it. I don't know, but that's what it is. Except if you can employ Victor Wembenyama, because everything else yeah. we talked, well, you and I have talked about this. Everything else is going to be parody, 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 parody. But if you've got that one transcendent superstar, you know, if you can get him to stick with your franchise for a long time, you might that might you might yeah you might uh, you might build yourself a little dynasty just uh, on the backpacking off one guy.
Now that's it. That's it. You, if you hit on that one guy, like a Jokic, and you make like everybody Jokic. around you better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh that's my gosh, this CBA, this CBA is built to make Jokic the uh like the greatest <laughs> of all time. Like he's congratulations, <laughs> NBA. You've now made Denver and San Antonio your two potential long-term cornerstones. Major, major TV markets. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll Listen, be fine. Listen, man, those are two of my favorite. Those were two of my favorite travel spots. You got the Riverwalk, and you got like all the mountains and everything. You got scenery for days. It's uh, it's great. I uh, like I, those cities. I like. Those I like cities. those cities. I haven't yeah. been to San Antonio a ton, but I, I did like the Riverwalk. It's nice. It's no, it's nice. no disrespect. No disrespect, but also tiny, tiny market. Denver, not the biggest TV market. Also, they, they can't even watch their own damn they games. They can't even watch their games. <laughs> I mean, come on. What a disaster. They've got the future greatest player of all time, and they can't even watch him. You hate to see Yeah. Him. And and people didn't want to vote him MVP. Crazy. Because they didn't want to have that discussion. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Anyway, so Grant Williams, we'll, we'll, we'll process this. Tomorrow's the Friday show. We'll figure it out for tomorrow. Maybe there will be more Grant Williams. I'm sure there will be more details that come out um, and we'll see where it goes. But right now still tough to wrap our heads around everything. I guess to sum up CBA sucks. Um, the but Grant negotiated it. So really there's only so much complaining the Celtics could do. It. Well, with Celtics, I mean, it's Grant well, got his money. Grant got yeah, his yeah. money. And he like very clear. Hey, Rafi, uh, he, Grant got his money and he didn't, you know, whatever. He's fine. He's not married to Boston. He's from right, North Carolina. Right, sure. He's just kind of chilling. And so, um, yeah, the CBA sucks for Boston. The, um, we don't know what's next and this, whatever Brad Stevens is hoarding second round picks. Like, like it's the zombie apocalypse and it's going to sustain him through, <laughs> survival i don't know all right tom appreciate you man appreciate you man uh and that'll do it for our show thank you so much hopefully that all made sense uh it's it's a lot it's a lot to process uh so thank you all for watching you every dayers thank you so much for being there every monday through friday thank you so so much uh i would love it if you also now shared the podcast tell your friends and family that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day.